real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Leading brands like NPR, Shopify, and the LA Times are using audiograms to promote their podcasts on social. They're turning audio into video with animated captions and stylish waveforms. You can do it too. Sign up today at getaudiogram.com forward slash podseam and get 10 free video credits to start. Select a template, upload your audio, click export. It's that easy. Again, that's getaudiogram.com forward slash P-O-D-S-E-A-M. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah St. John, and my guest today is an expert in gold and silver. Please welcome Ben Russ. Can you give us a little bit of your background or history and how you got into this area? Well, my professional career was as an IT software developer, and I spent 30 years working in that industry, and I learned a lot of interesting things. When I retired, I was actually in a club for metal detecting and panning for gold. So I have quite a bit of history in gold and silver from metal detecting, finding silver coins and gold panning and digging gold out of the ground. But when I came across this opportunity, it kind of brought all of my skills together. And it just really lightened up my life because I had the background in gold and silver. I had the technology experience. And now I have a business where I can use both of those skills to grow my future while enjoying all of my time by not working for somebody else. I'm curious to learn more about gold and silver because I was recently talking to my family about it, or they brought it up uh, about getting gold and silver. Well, gold in particular, but silver too, because it's more affordable to purchase. (laughs) But yeah, I I know before we started recording, you were telling me a, a little bit about the importance of diversifying, but then also about how the dollar bill and how since we're going to more of a digital currency and all of that and you'd mentioned about in 1971 well, i mean let me start back in the beginning where i usually talk to people about training them with financial education now i'm not a financial advisor and i, I don't give financial advice but this is my financial philosophy when our parents and grandparents were working they worked at a job had an income and knew that they were going to retire on Social Security. Now, the baby boomers come along, and we start hearing rumors that Social Security is not going to be available. So we start taking our money and putting it into a 401k. Well, that's invested in the stock market. And then the stock market started not doing real well. So we went looking for something else, and we came across this thing called cryptocurrency. So I look at stock markets and cryptocurrency as vehicles to grow your wealth. And people seem to be doing pretty well with that these days. But the real question is, when you grow that money, where do you put the profits so that they become secure? So when you start thinking about the profits that go up and down and up and down, you want to buy low, sell high. Well, when you sell, what do you do with it if not put it back into the stock market? Well, that's where gold and silver and real estate come in. When you take the profits out of the vehicle that you're using for growth, whether it be the stock markets or cryptocurrency, you need to have a place to put it 
whether it's precious metals or real estate, those are vehicles that tend to hold their value and grow over time. So that's what we call a wealth storage facility. So that's kind of why I got into this and why I became interested in it because I was in the process of diversifying my portfolio and I wanted to know what are my options? Do I just get into crypto, watch the numbers go up and watch them crash back down, go up, crash down. And hopefully when I need the money, it's up so that I can cash out and use it. Well, that's the game that the fainted heart should not play because sometimes the highs aren't as high and the lows go deeper than you want them to. So that brings us to what you were saying about 1971. In 1971, the dollar came off of the gold standard. And what that means is the dollar bills that we hold in our pocket, that we hold in the bank, that are sitting in our 401k is no longer tied to the gold standard. So it's only worth what the government says it's worth. And we've got a pretty good example that we use for people. We talk about in 1965, you could buy a brand new Ford Mustang for $2,500. In 1965, one of these one ounce silver eagles was also worth a dollar. If you had 2,500 silver eagles or $2,500, you could buy a brand new Ford Mustang. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you believe you could walk into the Ford dealer today and hand him $2,500 and drive away in a brand new Ford Mustang? Obviously, the answer is no, right? But do you know if you had 2,500 silver eagles that you actually could go into the Ford Mustang dealer today and your partner, spouse, or otherwise could both drive home in a brand new Ford Mustang because silver is at a price today where you could afford two off the line Ford Mustangs. So that's how well silver as a precious metal has held its value against the dollar. Oh, wow. So, and I think you were saying that a silver dollar is worth actually $40 now right. as so, far as so, the metal. So an ounce of silver today, you know, spot price is like 28 but spot price is the price it takes to get silver out of the ground. And retail price, if you were to go to a coin dealer, they would sell you a one ounce silver eagle in the neighborhood of $38 to $40 today. Even though on the back of the coin, it's printed by the United States Mint, and it says 999 fine silver, and it has a legal tender of $1. So when you look at a silver eagle, you need to know the value of that precious metal. Because while a 12-year-old kid would take one of these and go in and buy a dollar's worth of hot chocolate bar, somebody that understands the value of a silver dollar would say, no, I, I can get 40 chocolate bars for this one coin. You had mentioned that you could take 2,500 of those coins and walk out with two or drive out, whatever, with two Ford Mustangs. So would places actually accept that as payment? I mean, obviously they would as far as it being worth a dollar per coin. I have lately, I have been running some experiments in my local community and I have actually offered up these coins in payment for things that I have attempted to purchase. And I think the last thing I tried to purchase was an awning, you know, one of those pop-up 10 by 10s. And I actually held up two silver eagles and I said, would I be able to purchase that with these? And he looked at me and said, yeah, that should cover it because he had full intent to pull the money out of his wallet and put these two coins in his pocket. 
and he would pay the bill that I was buying that awning. So when people recognize what it is you actually have in your hand, because they themselves would love to collect the gold and the silver, yes, you can transact with this currency. This is what we call real money. This is not a copper, we call clad. You know, if you have a half dollar or a quarter in your hand, uh, you see it's kind of silver on the ends and copper in the middle. That's what we call clad currency. It holds no real value. It's just a symbol of money. Whereas this is actually pure silver. It's not a symbol of money. It's actually our, our dollar bills are just a note, a note that represents a particular value of exchange. This is not a note. This is actual money that represents the market price of silver today. The note on that bill at the time said can be redeemed for gold at any time, gold or silver. And the government did not want to relinquish the gold that we had in the repository. So Nixon declared the gold standard obsolete and took us off the gold standard. It was to prevent other countries from making claim to our gold stockpile. So think about it. Supply and demand. Everybody wanted it because it was the, the, the gold standard, right? Well, once we came off the gold standard and we began printing more and more currency, fiat currency, all of a sudden there was so much of it, it looked like confetti and nobody wanted it anymore. So when somebody doesn't want your money, the value goes down. So now we have to spend much more of this currency notes to acquire goods and services because they're not as precious as they once were. Think about what they're doing right now. They're printing, 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 printing more and more and more money. So what's that doing? It's devaluing the dollar. What's the result of devaluing the dollar? Guess what's on the horizon? You know, we, we haven't even begun. They, they tell us in the news every day. We have not even begun to feel the effects of what has happened over the past year. What can you do today to protect your wealth? Like we were talking earlier, when you begin to diversify your portfolio and make some decisions, one of the things you can do is move your dollars out of the current asset that represents your wealth, which is dollar bills. And then you can move it into precious metals. Your wealth is not, you're not spending money. You're just converting asset classes from dollar bills to gold and silver. You still have the same amount of wealth because you just exchanged one for the other. The question is, in five years, what's the dollar bill going to be worth? And in five years, what's the silver going to be worth? I just gave you an example of how much of a difference a dollar can make over a, a few decades, right? Let's not even think about it as going up in value. Let's just say that they will be recognized far into the future more so than a dollar bill. So this is one ounce of silver, and this is one ounce mm -hmm. of silver. You'll pay $40 for this. Once you acquire the entire set, it could 5X the value of each individual coin because now a collector would be willing to acquire the completed set from you and pay you for your service of collecting this over time. It may take me three years to complete this set, but a collector wants the set today and is willing to pay my cost plus my time to have collected this set for them, which is what leads to the 5X and 10X value of a collectible coin set.
Now, there could be other coins that just because of its design or nature, somebody might find that very attractive and offer you eight times your original value on this because it's something they've never seen before and it has meaning to them and they want to own it. And that's what we've been seeing with our collectible coins, that in the mere three to four weeks, we've been seeing three to 600% return on investment. Now, I don't know any place else that's offering three to 600% return on investment, but we buy these coins that are, some of these are 139 a piece, and we're seeing them go for upwards of six, seven, $800 in a matter of weeks, because there are a limited supply that were minted, right? And there's more people that want them than coins that are available. So when something is rare or limited supply, demand goes up. If demand goes up, the value goes up. This is the return we're seeing when our members sell to other members. Public hasn't even seen these coins yet. So this 400 to 800 that I'm talking about could easily be 1500 to 1800% markup. You're putting your wealth into a form where it's going to hold its value. And the only time you sell is when you have a life event that requires you to convert whatever form of money you have into something when I need to do something in a hurry. Can I get an engine fixed for a small stack of silver? Well, if I've got an auto mechanic that's willing to accept it, yeah, I can get an engine fixed or a transmission fixed without to go through a conversion process. Now I might have to take this down to a coin shop and sell it to them and then take the cash and then go get the car fixed. Okay, that's a small price to pay, especially if this is worth twice what I paid for it. And it's likely to be worth even more than that. So coin shops and jewelry shops all purchase and sell coins, but there are other places that you can sell online and possibly get a better price. Some bullion distributors will make you buy a hundred coins to get the best price. Well, maybe I can't afford a hundred of them at $40 a piece, but maybe I can afford 10 of them or maybe one of them. So we help people understand that we can get you dealer direct pricing so that you can buy one or a hundred, whatever you prefer. And we also can store it in a vault so that if you are not sure of your ability to secure your gold and silver, we can store it for you until you're ready to have it mailed to you. So that's the difference between buying what's called an ETF, an exchange traded fund that's in gold and silver, because that's just paper. That's the process of somebody taking one of these and selling it over and over and over and over again to a thousand people. Well, who actually owns this if it's sold to a thousand people? You want to make sure that you can get possession of your silver and your gold. So if I tell them, mail it to me today, it's in the mail and it's on my doorstep tomorrow, but maybe I don't want it in my house. So I say, keep it in the vault. It's in my personal vault assigned to me. They're just storing it for me. Here's the domain, cashtimebomb.com. And your users can go there and they can sign up for an account. And there's also some videos there that will explain more of what's going on in the world of banking. So you can literally put $20 a week away into your account. And when you have enough cash in the account to buy one ounce, then you can say, okay, 
give me the one ounce of silver and ship it to me. So you can do it like a savings account, right? You can do fractional investing in gold or silver. You can buy it at your pace and your speed and have it shipped to you when you've acquired enough to have the entire ounce shipped to your residence. I checked spot price today. I think spot price was at 1700 And I think the retail price oh, on wow. that was about 2000 or 2100 so silver, a silver coin is about $40 worth. How much would a gold coin it's be? 100, it's 100 ounces is a bar of silver. You're, you're not going to grab a 100 ounce bar of silver when you're going to the store to buy a loaf of bread, right? You're, you're going to need something in the one ounce range for 40. So you can negotiate goods and services for this $40 you're going to be turning over. Or you can buy grams. Grams are a smaller unit of, so there's 31 grams in an ounce. It's like 31.5. So, you know, it's just, it's 31, 32 grams per an ounce. And the gram price on that's like $2.86. So you need to decide, okay, I want to have fractional amounts so that I can negotiate because somebody's not going to say, uh, where's the scissors here? We're going to cut this in half today for $20, right? You're going to have to give up the whole coin. So you better get the goods and services that it's worth, or you're paying more than you should. That's 35 bucks today. It's like, okay, here's one silver. I mean, think about the old days in the Cowboys and Indians, right? You rolled into town on your horse and you'd throw a coin on the bar and the guy would pour you three beers because that's the currency at the time. And that's what it was worth. That's kind of what I was thinking is that because it's more incremental. And like you said, you can't really break apart a gold bar. 2021 marks 50 years since the US dollar came off the gold standard. So if history holds true, what does that mean for the future of the dollar bill? And if we do move into what the government is working on as a digital dollar, what does that mean for the average citizen that has a pile of bills and a mattress buried in a box in the backyard or sitting in a 401k account? When we go to convert that, is it going to be one for one? Might it be five U.S. dollars for one digital dollar? You know, that's what exchange rates are all about. And be leery of that because an exchange rate means in an instant, what you thought you had in your bank account becomes reduced by whatever they decide the exchange rate to be. So you could go from being well off to half broke overnight. But if you're holding a precious metal, the government can't come in and say, number one, give it to me. Number two, I'm going to take it from you. Or number three, it's no longer worth what it was worth yesterday. Because precious metals are a world currency. They do not belong to a country. So the world has to agree that this is worth a certain price and let them argue about what that price is. Too many other stores of value that you can put your money in that can hold its value over time the way gold and silver have. We talked earlier about cryptocurrencies, you know, prices inflate. You know, they, they you know, we saw Bitcoin go from seven, what was it? 16,000, it dropped down to 7,000. It bounced back up to 19,000. It came back again and then it soared to 40. You know, today it's at 28, 30, 31, whatever it is today. It's like, wow, if we'd have just at 40, if we'd have sold the Bitcoin and took those profits and moved it into gold and silver, we'd still be sitting on that $40,000 of Bitcoin. 
But no, we held on to our Bitcoin and we watched it drop and drop and drop and drop. And now we're sitting on 29,000. So what happened to all that profit? Well, it evaporated because we didn't exchange that asset for something else where it could hold its value. The price of silver and gold has not dropped that much since Bitcoin hit 40 and dropped to 30. So having the ability to move a cryptocurrency directly into gold and silver is one of one of the services that we provide. So you literally can exchange your crypto for gold and silver. I believe in a diversified portfolio. Now the sixth category is questionable, but it's collectibles, it's art, it's jewelry, things that can have intrinsic value while still being a commodity. It's like if you happen to be so fortunate as to have a Mona Lisa in your art collection, you would be a pretty happy person, but it's still, it's just a painting. It's somebody places value on that painting that makes it worth millions of dollars, right? So art is just another store of value that is in the eye of the beholder. It might be worth one thing to somebody and worth something to somebody else. I mean, who'd have thought that baseball cards would have evaporated in value the way they did? But collectors that spent their entire life collecting baseball cards now can't get $10 for a Xerox box full of baseball cards. It's just cardboard. I mean, they're still the rare ones, you know, but the general market for collecting baseball cards evaporated. And now who would have thought that mm -hmm. Pokemon cards are the new rage? When you got yeah, cards that the kids played with that are now going for $16,000, it's ridiculous. It's just a piece of card. It's just somebody's placing some value on it. So, yes, you need to educate yourself on what it means to diversify a portfolio. Yeah. Make sure that you don't have all your eggs in one basket. And I, I don't look at that as financial advice. I think that's just common sense. I think that the problem is the school system <laughs> did not educate us on how to manage our money. If you don't know somebody, you're pretty much clueless on which way to go to learn how to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you what's going to happen. You're going to get to a landing page. Please enter your name, your email address. Go ahead and leave your phone number so that I can get a hold of you. I want to see people make it through this without being slaughtered at the bank. So I want you to get the, the, the most out of what the program has to offer. After you put your email in, you're going to see a video that's going to really hit the highlights of what we've been talking about here today. And then you're simply going to make a decision. Do I want to collect and save gold and silver for myself? Or do you want to take it the next step and help other people do the same? So that's what you're going to see on the website, cashtimebomb.com. And feel free to reach out to me. You can set an appointment or give me a phone call. Um, I'll be happy to answer any questions. And the more people that we can help, the better. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. And I'll also have show notes uh, with the link to that at thesarasaintjohn.com forward slash gold and silver. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Be sure to grab your free copy of my list of 27 tools, resources, and software programs I use to run my businesses on a tight budget. You can get it at thesarasaintjohn.com forward slash 27 tools. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N dot com forward slash 27 tools.
Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.